Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast. Well, we're rolling into fall here on the Tour Coach. And for the fall, just like we've been doing for the last couple of years here on the Tour Coach, I'm going to be bringing you lots of chats, interviews, roundtable discussions on what we do, how we do it, from players to coaches to caddies, students. All of this comes from my travels that are on tour or to Old Palm or from here in Mobile or wherever it is I go around this country, or around the world, teaching and coaching at the game of golf that I love. So hopefully, if you listen, you're going to like what you hear. There's there's lots and lots of info and content coming your way that I think are going to help all of you understand and play the game even better or, or coach the game. We've got so many coaches that listen to this tour coach podcast. So appreciate all of you that have gone along with me on this journey for the tour coach. I didn't necessarily know where I was going with it when I started this, this when the Dew Sweepers radio show ended on XM Sirius. Uh, but I can tell you that it has given me so much freedom and creativity to be able to talk a little more and a little more in depth and bring all of you a behind the scenes, inside the ropes look at what me and my team do and the people that we associate with it and how you can use us as a resource to help you get better at the game of golf. Look, and if you like what you hear on the tour coach, also make sure you check out our pro work video series, which is available for you on YouTube and my YouTube channel. If you just go on YouTube and type in pro work, It'll pull up the episodes that are out there. Some really, really great stuff that takes you behind the scenes and inside the ropes. And before I let you go to the tour coach, special thanks to my sponsors that have all been with me for such a long time. Shrixon Golf, been with them over 20 years. Can't find anybody better in the equipment side of the world. Bushnell Golf, such a big part of what we're doing with pro work and what I do day to day, especially with the Launch Pro. Vineyard Vines, Ian and Shep, Amber and the folks there always keep me looking great. We've been such great partners for a good long time. And lastly, McConnell Automotive uh, here in Mobile, Alabama. Mitch McConnell and the gang, there's nobody that has supported me longer. I mean, they're unbelievable. And the folks at Buick GMC for supporting the Dew Sweepers radio show, as well as the tour coach, and as well as pro work. So check out McConnell Automotive and Buick GMC. And lastly, our, my friend Blaine Stokely and Stokely's Midtown Garden Express here in Mobile. Those folks keep the dew sweepers and keep the pro work and the tour coach and all of our content alive and well for all of you that love the game and want to learn. Enjoy the Tour Coach podcast, which is coming your way right now. I was thinking of the last time that I, I spoke to this teacher. I think I was cruising down 75 then, so I just change interstates, I guess, each time <laughs> talk to him but one of the great teachers in the game man he's on the top 100 list top 50 all of that teaches a bunch of tour players he's doing an unbelievable job with bryson right now dana dahlquist dana what's up bud how you doing man man i am good i know i hadn't talked to you in a while i think the last time i ran into you was out maybe in phoenix uh, for that golf magazine thing out there on the range yeah that's right that's right and and how good was that weather (laughs) wow yeah, there's <laughs> there's a reason it's expensive to go out there in February. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh shoot, no, it's but hey, congrats on all the success. Guys playing great. Um, you know, I'm, I've always been a big Bryson fan. Uh, man, I just think it's cool what how well he's played. Uh, we could go into a bunch of discussions about the world of golf, but like how well he's yeah. played the last you know several months. Uh, it's been impressive. The 58. Uh, winning out there on live and for people that don't know i've obviously been out there a good bit with andy man the quality golf is exceptional the top players on that tour are are some of the best players in the world so it's quite an accomplishment 
Yeah, yeah, he's 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 exceptional with golf, and um, you know it's very interesting. He is, I mean, obviously an outlier. Yeah. And when you look at things from, and I mean, you and I have both seen guys for years. He's one of those guys that um, he he wants to get to the bottom of something at any you know any means necessary, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good attribute, um, especially to like the younger guys that you coach and you you try to mentor them, like it's hard for you to really like say, Hey, look, there's a reason why these guys are good. Yeah. And for, for Bryce and outside the fact that he's like physically, you know, impressive as as an athlete. Um, but like his lack of fear to get the job done is, is kind of this special thing that he has. Um, and not a lot of guys have that. And it's kind of cool just to be around it. And I mean, I'm just lucky to be around it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to do just fine. <laughs> for no sure. question, and and I think you you hit on a lot of great things there about him. Um, and I got lots to cover with you, but man, like I, I think that like that's the one thing I've always noticed about him. I remember the first time I really was around him was back in college with yeah, I was at a you know I was at a big amateur of maybe a U.S. amateur with Bobby Wyatt, and then when Robbie Shelton was on the walk, they were on the Walker Cup team together, and I mean he just. I mean, there was always so, and I don't mean different in a bad way, but he's, but to me, the people that are the best are a little different. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That, and that's what makes them who they are. I mean, right. it, it's interesting. Like if I said there was a parallel between Bryson and Tiger, there is, even though they probably would disagree. Um, and the parallel is just, there is a lack of fear. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I am here to win the golf tournament and they both believe that they're here to win a golf tournament. And they are right, hundred percent. So, um, it's it's a cool thing to watch. It's a cool thing to and, watch. And it's, but, you know, I mean, you see people post this stuff all the time on. So, you know, those quotes and motive, but like, mm-hmm. there really is something to about great players not being afraid to be wrong or to fail. Yeah, you know, 100%. there's a yeah. lot to that. You know, that just they're going to do what yeah. they think they need to do. And I and I've always said that you know, obviously before he came to work with you, but I, I thought that when he went on that quest for distance and beefing up was yeah. one of the ballsiest things I'd ever, like he was already a top 10 player in the world. It's not like a guy that was one eightieth taking a gamble to try to, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's trying to take an edge, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and he, and he found it. I mean, to be honest, like, you know, he, he was working with Chris at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they kind of just said, okay, like, you know, what's the next line item that we're going to check off. And, boom, you know, here we go. And, and I remember I, when, when COVID was happening, I was yeah. at Colonial. I saw him and he walks up, we start chatting and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a little taller than he is. And I go, well, you weigh the same as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow, what happened? And he kind of told me, I go, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive because, you know, some guys like talking about it, but he's one of the guys who actually does stuff, which is cool. Not only for golf, but for, you know, other athletes to see like things can be done, you know. So when you get a player like that that shows up on your doorstep, right? And so, like, yeah. you know, a lot of – obviously, a lot of golf nerds listen to this, people that love yeah. the game. But we get a lot of t- – interestingly enough, we get a lot of young teachers that listen to this, and, and they'll email – you know, they ask questions. And one of the ones I get a lot is, like, you know, when a really good player shows up at your door, like, where the heck do you start? And so, like, with, yeah. with somebody like Bryson and, – and we can use him, but it could be – I mean, you so many great players come through your door, like – where, do, where the hell do you start with them? 
Yeah, I think, well, you could blanket it and just make it really, really simplistic to the fact of looking just specifically at their stats and saying, hey, look, like with Bo was a good example where it was, you know, inside 150, it was like these distance wedges mm-hmm. where you had to do something about that. And um, and then in order to do that, am I necessarily the, the avenue that you need to be taking? So we would get 3D from guys like a John Sinclair or... Um, go to TPI or whatever the thing was that aided us in getting the player to have some conviction about the direction that you're going. And um, it might be four different routes that are going to lead to the same place, but the, the, the end of the route is going to be hit the wedge better. So um, so that that's like an example. So that's kind of what I do. I go, okay, look, if it's a ball striking issue, then heck that might be in my lane if it's short game it might not be you know i Mm -hmm. i I look at what's very interesting is um you look at victor right now so victor and you know i was lucky to be around him a little bit and tell him absolutely nothing because he already hit it good so um and that's pretty much the honest truth but um those are the easiest ones to coach (laughs) yeah i mean it was pretty much like yeah you look great but (laughs) yeah um but you know and i'm friends with joe so you know joe's done a you know, really good job. I think on two ends. Number one, he's get, he's you know I know Joe very well. He's very kind of black and white on the numbers. He's like, look, this is a line item that needs to be addressed, and here is my process on doing that. Um, and I know you know right or wrong, different doesn't matter. But um, and then it gets somebody like Victor to to buy into that and then fix his pattern and then lo and behold, he, he was able to put 18 million in his pocket. So, um, I think if, if all coaches kind of adopt that where they're like, they look at the player kind of in a full degree, whether it be putting, um, and then have the, the wherewithal to like pick a guy. So like if, if, if somebody came to me at, who was a top level player and says, Hey, Dan, I'm not putting well, I'm not going to be the guy who's, I might give him some random thing that I, latch onto, but I will actually probably say, hey, look, go talk to this guy over here, talk to Sweeney or any of the other guys that are out there. Um, and I think that's probably a good thing to do. Um, I know a lot of young coaches um, want to be kind of jack of all trades. Um, and if you're not, then go learn that part if you want to be jack of all trades. Um, but, but don't you, know, you think me, it's, don't you think it's getting more and more special? I, I feel like it's like medicine. Like, I think, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I'm old school, came up under a great old school teacher where we taught everything. Yeah. But, man, at that level, I think it's getting more – I think it's getting more specialized where you – like, I'm a set of eyes for some short game. But most of yeah. my really good players use somebody else for some chipping, pitching, and putting full-time. Don't- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great guys. I mean, look, if you got Pierce out there. You got mm-hmm. – gosh, you got Josh Gregory. You got guys who have been around and seen a lot of different techniques – and I mean to be fair, like the guys I'm watching hitting chip shots are 30 handicaps. <laughs> so I'd rather get—I'm seriously. So yeah. the guys I'd rather see hit chip shots are—I don't know—guys on the PGA Tour and spend time there. Now, I see everything when it comes to the full swing from a 30 handicap to you know a plus 10. But like I think it's—you know—yeah, I think the specialization is is kind of an interesting thing that's happened in the last decade or so. You brought up teaching like a 30 handicapper to obviously some of the best players in the game. But it's like that's one thing like I follow you on Instagram. Um, and, and I like that because like, 
you know, I'm riding down to Old Palm, and I'm going to teach, you know, I'm going to teach a couple tour players this weekend, but I'm going to teach, yep. you know, I'm going to teach, uh, you know, several members and people that are 15, 20 handicappers. One guy that I'm going to teach is, you know, hadn't been playing that long. Like, I still enjoy doing that. You know, yeah, I, and, yeah. and to me, it kind of keeps me fresh because you're not seeing the same thing all day, every day, like a guy that could hit it, yeah. like, you know. And also, they're yeah. generally more happy when you help them get the ball in the air. A hundred percent. That's that's the biggest piece. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a little more fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think even for the younger coaches where it's like, yeah, okay, you, you started teaching and you're new at it. You've been in, doing it for two to five years you're teaching maybe some members or you're at a public range like I'm at and you just get random people that you're giving lessons to. They're way more appreciative to the fact that you got rid of their slice. You made them hit the center of the face. Um, if Scotty Scheffler standing at, um, I was talking to Ted Scott, like standing on, uh, you know, 17th at uh, Harbor town and yeah. <laughs> he's lacing the ball, um, you know, from 200 yards to a tuck left pin. Okay, great. Like <laughs> the guys I'm teaching day in and day out aren't able to do that, and, and but Scotty expects to do that, right? So it's almost like, well, yeah, I should be doing that. So you don't really get the same like um, feeling that you would get to a guy who's 15 that you're, you know, you get him to not hit the ball left of the pin. You know, it's kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, you know, I always go back. It's like variety's the spice of life, you know, and uh, um, obviously, folks like you and I are so fortunate to be able to go out and spend time with great players but to me it's also equally as fortunate to and you know blessed to be able to say like hey man like we spend get to spend a bunch of time with people that just want to get better you know regardless and some of those people like you said fulfillment and and to me i know you teach a lot of good young players and juniors like to me that's some of the most rewarding also being able to watch them grow as people not just golfers correct yes hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about the tech use. Obviously I see you see you post a lot of stuff with 3d. How much do you, I like what you said a few minutes ago about, you know, getting them to buy in. I think that's huge. And however, whatever road you go as a teacher, if you're going to teach good players, I think you've got to get them to buy into what you're telling them. And you've got to have some way to prove them, prove to them that you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. So, like currently I use um, predominantly Sportsbox and V1 like for video mm-hmm. and um, the cool thing with Sportsbox is you know people that aren't aware it's basically um, developed under the like the idea of kind of what AMM did where AMM you, you know you strap up and you throw the, the sensors on and it was a little cumbersome and or you put like a suit on with some other systems. And the issue that I find is that the time it took for you to do that took 15 minutes to 20 minutes of that hour chunk. And then you get an evaluation done and then you have to go back and kind of go, Hey, look like this part is not firing correctly. Like let's say it's your lead arm abduction or something like that, or your wrist angles doing something. Well, the problem is, is like that took an hour, you know, maybe 45 (laughs) minutes at, at best. And then it's like, okay, now, now what do you have to do to influence that to make it better? Now, um, there might be three different reasons. So what's interesting is if we kind of 
go back a little bit to like historical, you know, look at this. Um, originally being a 2D teacher and using film and everything, the reason why I did that is because, you know, Mac was very influential on this. He said that um, you, you can literally like take a position from address to the top of the backswing that's going to influence everything that's going on the downswing. So it's kind of like, okay, there's some old school idea there. At yeah. the time it wasn't, now it is. And then with sports box, it kind of is the same thing. So when you get in there and you kind of you know, illustrate to people like, oh, like you have three inches of pelvis sway on the backswing and this is actually going to create a chain reaction of a bunch of different things. And it does give you like some tour averages that I kind of use, but kind of don't um, because, you know, I have some preferences on certain things for certain players. Um, so I kind of go, Hey, you know what? Like this is maybe out of range, but I E Rory McIlroy does the same thing. So um, that's the, the big thing. And then it also kind of um, what's interesting about the tech um it kind of allows you to create different buckets so you can go, okay, like this is a, a high speed player. This is a high handicap player. And these are the differences of the ranges that you're going to see within these, these, uh, these players. So like if I was, you know, working on the front of my range and only teaching high handicap slicers, like they're going to kind of fit predominantly within this one bucket, not with all things, but with most things. So therefore, they're going to kind of fit into this type of pattern. And then when I'm working with a college player who, you know, swings 125, he's going to have this. Or like yesterday, I had a guy who was a very good player, played on the corn for years, and now teaches. Um, and he had issues with you know path left and down, and you know that type of thing. And it was interesting because I said, look, you know, in 2D, these are the things that I would do. Like I'd probably increase you know, rib cage rotation and get more hand depth and all those, you know, quote unquote things. But like, you don't have like a bumper when you go practice on your own that kind of keeps you like, Oh, like my hand, the midpoint of my hands is 14 inches, you know, back behind me from where it started at zero. Whereas when you started, it was nine. So that's your hand depth number. Right. So stuff like that kind of, really streamlines things out and i think the most important thing is not what the heck i know it's like what did the student like take from it and do they retain it like i think that's the big part and um and i, I don't want to sound like too arrogant here but i think uh, most people when they take a lesson from me they need to understand that this is like a starting block roadmap of what you need to start doing to implement so that downstream it affects things in the long term. And so we can't get into randomness, like, you know, create drills, you know, right. off no, no. <laughs> because it's not going to work. Um, and it keeps them kind of in that box. Um, and that's kind of the, the, the video side of things. Um, yeah, I, and I, you know, I still use TrackMan, and, um, I have, um, I have used full swing too. So I, I kind of used both. Um, I think they're both good. And, and I think what's interesting, um, like one of the biggest things I like to do is like talking to other coaches and, and especially the younger guys coming up. It's like, you need something that's going to help the barrier of entry. So if you go out and you, you, you have a bunch of money and you could buy a track man or a quad. Great. But if you can, you know, get a full swing, get a rap soda, get something yeah. that's on the lower price range. 
Um, and especially if you're working with developmental players that need to work on, they need to see what their spin loft is on a wedge if they're hitting a flighted wedge. And, and it's a lot of things that kind of are really, really important um, that that are tools that are in the industry. You know, that they're there to help. That, that's one thing I think, obviously, yeah, I've done a bunch of stuff with Bushnell and Launch Pro. And, you know, I've used that a lot for my younger you know, because like it's at a price point where people, there's so many options now. I agree with you, like where folks, young players can get something where, you know, I mean, when when it was the only thing you could do was spend twenty five thousand dollars to get a trap. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's pretty prohibitive for. I mean, we've all taught the guy who's can buy his kid that, but that's not every yeah. guy going out there coming out of college trying to play for a living. That's right. Yeah, and it's a huge it's a huge advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. if if I have a junior who wants to play college golf D one and I have another junior and they're both exactly the same skill level. And I give one, a, uh, you know, like a quad, let's just say quad. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but whatever, and yeah. they go out twice a week and they practice for three hours, twice a week, you know, in a total of three hours and they just hit wedge shots and they can see the launch angle, the spin rate and the spin axis. That is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. I don't care who it is. And, um, and then throughout the back, because now you know you have control. And what's interesting is, like, my range where I teach is a spectacular off-the-left wind, and we're hitting marshmallow golf balls. So um, <laughs> every ball is a Frisbee. Every ball. So, um, you know, but if you had a quad down, you hit it, and you might see this ball, like, curve 15 yards to the right, but the spin axis was still left. Like, okay. Like, okay. I, I, I know I'm doing something productive here. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people are reacting to the golf ball. Oh, that's what the ball did. Um, and then the other like outlying thing, um, which is very interesting. And, you know, I know, you know this, but I think for, you know, the younger coaches out there, they need to understand that they're too, like your eyes obviously are limited, um, on numerous factors. Um, but then even, you know, camera is limited too, because you're not really seeing things like angle of attack. You're not seeing the actual launch of the ball. Um, you're generally seeing like the apex and the other thing that's kind of interesting is like you're really guessing when it comes to like um, the you know the horizontal swing plane and the vertical swing plane now you can see it on a macro level but you really don't know that let's say with the driver it's it's at 45 degrees or 50 like we're just we're guessing at that right point. so um, I think that's what's really impactful about technology now um, you know, yeah, well, there's a bunch of other things, but those are like the big ones that kind of stick out. I mean, it really helped me a lot. I mean, it changed my philosophy a lot when the orange box came out because, um, you know, I, I felt like, yeah, I had some really good players I was working with. And now I know like, oh, this is what the D plane is doing. You know, I was giving it to service by, you know, trying to keep guys to swing on some imaginary plane. So yeah oh yeah we've all been there um yeah you know one thing when i watch your you know when i watch your stuff and you know i think if you travel as much as folks like us do you have a lot of time on instagram or something to keep up with other teachers i think that's kind of the cool thing for me like i like to watch people that i respect and just kind of see what's going on is but i feel like when a person leaves a lesson with you they're educated about where they're going and what they need to do to get there versus just being told something and told to go do it, but maybe not understanding the why. And to me, one of the most important things is like how to monitor it to make sure they're doing it. 
And that's like yeah. huge to me for like a 15 handicapper, much less a tour player. Yeah. But like, you know, if, if a 15 handicapper leaves you and he's like, this is why I've got to make the change. This is where I'm going. This is what I can expect. And this is how I can monitor it. Man, I got that's half right. a damn chance of getting better by the next time I go back to see Dana. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, and I think, and, and guys are pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. It, it's interesting. Like these days, because of social media, I mean, we could, we can harp on social media a lot. And, but on the other side of it, there is a knowledge base piece that, that comes from it where, um, you know, some of it's very relevant to some and some is not, but it is relevant information. And, and what's interesting is, you know, shoot, like you can go on Instagram and you talk about rotation and you can talk about extension. You can talk about like all these different subject, subject matters. And guys do have preference. Great. That's, that's a hundred percent fantastic. And I realize that. And then I, then I see the other side of the spectrum and a hundred percent, agree with that too like there's it it doesn't mean it fits everybody but that's the cool thing about social media is it at least allows like open dialogue to have this discussion and debate about certain things um because you know inherently we're all kind of built a little differently Mm -hmm. um and have different physical attributes so um we just have to kind of understand that well i think the cool thing about it is you know there's lots of information and you can pick and choose the things that are right for you to use, you know, and you can take information, uh, you know, you can take information. You got to put it into your style. Like if I showed up on a tee and I took exactly what you said, but, and I tried to sound like you doing it, it'd be an epic fail. Right. Cause I'm not you (laughs) same experiences. I'm from fat and from Alabama and all that. But like, you know, but like you got to take information. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's low self-esteem day here. But anyway, so like, no, but like, seriously, like you, uh, you know, you got, I think that's part of it. Like I tell young teachers is you got to get information, but you got to, you got to figure out how it fits you, you know, your personality and what you believe. And, uh, you know, I had a young teacher recently that, you know, reached out and was like, you know, been going to all these seminars and I said why don't you sit down first and just write down all the things that you think are important in a golf swing yeah got to be good yeah. and like yeah. when you and then come back and like then figure out things that go with those right like believe in something first <laughs> yeah yeah and, and don't be afraid to evolve mm-hmm. I, I think we're mm-hmm. um investigate everything I think um number one is every coach that's maybe on that top hundred list is different. Um, and they all have an intent, hopefully, and this is my assumption, obviously, but they all have, they all have a, a, a opportunity to influence other coaches and teachers. In fact, that should be the responsibility number one. And if that's the case, you should, when the younger teachers approach you or ask you questions, it should, and I'm not perfect with this, so I'll, I will say this, but um, at least answer questions and try to empower the younger coaches to get on that list or mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. I, right. I think that's really, really important. And um, to be fair, like somebody who's 20s has more energy than I do. So um, they're going to have more ability to get more stuff out there. And don't be afraid to make the, any mistake that you make and just roll with the punches. Yeah, I, so, yeah, that's great advice. And I think, like, for, you know, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm flattered when a young guy 
emails or messages says, Hey, can I come watch you? I'm always still like, man, I'm just teaching golf, but sure. Come hang out. I'm like, I'm going to put your ass to work though. (laughs) You know, I might make you jump, (laughs) might make you jump in there and do something. But like, I, you know, to me, that's everybody's different, but like, to me, the best way for me to learn is to go observe somebody, but like to be involved in it, you know? Um, and, and kind of why I still do this podcast is, to me the opportunity to have 30 minutes of your time where yeah, yeah I can hear you is like is valuable I mean I'm gonna I'm probably gonna steal something from this that I use with a player you know yeah yeah well and that, and that's what's cool it, every every avenue whether it be social media podcast I mean to be honest when I drive anywhere anymore I'm, I'm only on podcasts I don't want to be fed news I want to be fed you know, relevant information from, you know, people in my industry or other industries that I have interest with and um, pick something from it. And it's almost like picking up the phone and talking to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, it's to that level, which is fantastic. Um, And, you know, what's really cool is, yeah, I'm on the West Coast, you know, you're on the East Coast, you see certain things, you know, at certain times of the year, I see see certain things. So there's it's a really good way to kind of get a, a global view of, of our industry, which is awesome, which is really awesome. And I also think the industry is way smaller than people you, you think it is. You know, it's amazing yeah. how many people I'll run into that, hey, I heard you talking to Dana, or I, I know somebody, and they knew, and I tell young people that all the time. Like, that's why you got to be careful what you say about people. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and, you know, the other thing, too, is I tell teachers, like, you know, they'll get to be bash at you. Like, be, until you've stood on the tee with that teacher and watched what the student did, watched what they said to a person, and what the student was saying about like, you can't judge what the heck a guy's trying to do with a video or what they – I mean, because sure. we've all been there. We're like, man, it can get it can get a little crazy on a lesson tee with a player at times. Yeah, it can, absolutely. And um, a lot of emotions fly, mm-hmm. and – um, especially the, the better the player gets, generally the more the emotions fly. And either people are very verbal about it or very or I, I've had some guys that I thought did a good job and um, you know, six months later they're like, Well, that wasn't really the direction I wanted to go. Yeah. Um and I'm like, Okay, that's fine. Like, you know, and it was interesting because maybe I didn't effectively communicate enough or maybe they're more introverted, they don't want to say it. Um, but whatever the reason is, it is, it, it, it doesn't matter. But, um, I think the big thing also for a lot of, um, a lot of younger guys is even, even if you don't succeed with, let's say you do work with a, a, a professional player or an elite amateur or whatever, um, don't get upset if they go somewhere else. Like don't, don't even, don't, don't blink an eye. Because what you do want to keep is at least a relationship and be okay with that happening. Because at the end of the day, the timing wasn't right. And it doesn't really matter, like, at the end of the day. Um, I've tried to get really good at that in the last decade. Um, The last decade, every player professional that I've worked with, if they've left, because they're going to, they're not going to be with you forever, um, yeah, I still have an open dialogue with them and they still text me, you know, funny stuff or, right. you know, oh, I eat this restaurant, t- check out what I'm eating or whatever it is. Um, and that's more important at the end of the day because at the end of the day, it's, it's about the relationship, not only with students, but also with other teachers. And that's something that I had to learn, um, 
you know, kind of the hard way because when I was young, you know, fortunately, you know, pretty ambitious and kind of like linear in my thinking. And, um, the problem with that is that that linear thinking and me being hard nosed and trying to be alpha and all this type of stuff, um, which I probably still am, but, um, <laughs> we all moments. are, we all are. Yeah. The, it, it really like makes my bubble small of and sphere of influence small. And I think, um, we need to, if, if you're ambitious, you kind of want to look at everything and you want to communicate with everybody and the better off you're going to be in the long run. Um, and I know, yes, there are some combative teachers at the top level, you know, I get their names in my head and I, and I, I see that, but what's also interesting is I still can talk to those guys, Mm -hmm. um, not have a problem anymore, at least because, um, I, I, I get where they're coming from, you know, and they spent the time, like you said, like they spent the time on the range, even though our other personalities might be different than me, they spent the time on the range and I have to take account of that even as a coach. So, well, I, th- um, I think what you just said, I mean, everybody listening could learn from the fact, like, you know, I always go back to my, my grandfather worked in the Pentagon when, you know, uh, when I was a little boy and, and I always go back like, People can dis. He would always talk about how people could disagree, still go on vacation together to play golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't all have to agree on something to get along. Like, yeah. you know, you you could talk to me about something with a player, and I'd be like, "There's no way I would go that direction." That doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. Like, right, right. You right. know, it's like it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Totally fine. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think uh, the teaching world's in a really good place. I think um, from what I've seen at least in the last couple of years is that there are a lot more teachers now coming up that have way better information than I had access to, mm-hmm. um, better ability to communicate, um, to more students. And it, it's going to be exciting where things go. I think the tech part, which it was cool that you brought that up because, um, I had this vision about six years ago, yeah, about six, seven years ago, like, wouldn't it be cool? You remember the mirror? Yeah. The workout thing. So mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't that be neat if you went to the driving range, you made a swing and it, it recorded you. And, and then, you know, you can select a list of teachers on there. You're like, Oh, you know, I want to take a lesson from Butch. And then Butch comes up and he, he, the analysis already done, but then Butch has a protocol and it says, well, Hey, you know, you need to do this with your grip, you know, cause it's the first line item that needs to be fixed. And, What's cool, it's already there. We're kind of there. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this, like, chat GTP-type golf thing going on with 3D. It says, hey, well, this is where these students are and these averages are. Um, and there's, it's cool to see that happen, but there is one missing piece that we just talked about for the last, like, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and it's the relationship piece yes. and the coaching piece. And um, until, you know, Terminator walks down the street, I don't think that piece is getting... <laughs> replaced anytime soon and um because i think what coaches probably need to understand you've seen it i mean with some of your players for sure is when you're standing there on a in a tournament on a wednesday after the pro-am and they're like man you know i hit three balls left you know i'm kind of uncomfortable on these holes and this is what i'm seeing this is you know i don't know how to play them or whatever it is well the video camera is not helping you there 
you know, this yeah. is kind of like talk the guy off the wall for a minute and then Correct. say, Hey, this, this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, that's the other part that's greatly missed. And I think that's, that's why I mentioned Butch. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the best at that. that. Best yeah. in the world at that. Knowing what to say, when to say, you know, when yeah. to, when to kick him in the ass, when to put her arm around him. And that, I mean, that's, I, I think that's an art, you know, I mean, you know, for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely. Dana, this has been awesome, man. You're the best. I appreciate you always taking time. We got to do it again, and hopefully, hopefully, one of these trips I can get out there and I can catch up with you. I'd love to hang out for a little bit. Absolutely. I have a very important question. Oh my gosh! If you don't mind me, I'm, no, no, it's it's actually I'm a foodie. So, um, did they have food on the driver range in Jackson? So, uh, interesting question. <laughs> th- th- this year. They did. They had some, but you know, they had always used. There had always been. I think it was Acme Oyster Bar. I could be wrong. I think that's who had always yep. done it before. And yep. they didn't this year, so they brought in a local caterer that did some barbecue that was very good. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed. I'm impressed in that town. They, I think it was like a Wednesday. It might be a Tuesday. I couldn't. But the first time walking there, I walk up and these guys are shucking oysters. Yep. And you don't shuck oysters in California. No. They come on a plane. <laughs> yeah. So I oh, saw yeah. that. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, awesome. no. And I, I told Steve Gent, the, you know, the director there, who I think is one of the best. I think that they do one of the best jobs of any tour event there, making you feel welcome. And certainly from my perspective as a teacher, I think they do the, one of the best jobs at like making it easy for us and taking good care of us. Yeah. I think their food in general from like in dining is maybe one of the best we get all year, even as, as good or better than majors. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Quite so. Quite so. I, I'm, well, I'm all for Jackson, Mississippi hosting every tour event. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Dana, you're the best. Hopefully we get to catch up soon. Keep up all the great work, and good luck with all your guys. We'll look forward to catching up soon. You bet. You bet. Drive safe. All right. Take Cheers. care. I hope you enjoyed this edition of The Tour Coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Tour Coach. In between now and next week, make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at the Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and the Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrikshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.